This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. Hi, this is Joey. And this is my real voice. I'm serious. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by T Public. Go to the Animaniacast T Public store by going to tpublic.animaniacast.com today. You better do it, or else my voice will be like this forever. Help me. Bye. And welcome, everybody, to episode 96 of the Animaniacast. Excuse me, Dot, but... L.A. Dot, L.A. Dot, that's the sign that the bus has got. Written up where everyone can see me. L.A.D.O.T. spells L.A. Dot. Who'd have thought that one so cute could be this hot? The Metro Line has built a sign for me. When I go walking down the street, all the folks I chance to meet wave and smile and throw a bus. Cause I'm the girl whose name's on the Metro bus. And no one else has that spot. Meryl Streep and Cher do not. Madonna, she is totally not. No, the only name there's L.A. Dot. Cause I'm the best, still I'm floored. Who'd have guessed I'm so adored? You'd think I'd be conceited, but I'm not. I'm just simple, humble, gorgeous L.A. Dot. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And here we talk about the series episode by episode. We talk about all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And of course, in the end, we give each episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother, Nathan. Say, do you have any licorice? Uh Uh-oh. Nathan, I think we need to talk about your problem. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And joining us across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hi, I'm not sick this week. We have different things going on this week. Number one is Kelly is no longer sick. And number two, Nathan's right next to me. Hi, Joey. I'm touching your shoulder. Please don't touch me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) There, yeah, this is, uh, Nathan's in town for, uh, late Thanksgiving because over at our house, we, uh, we have too many. We don't believe in Thanksgiving. <laughs> we don't believe in doing things on the day they are. So, no, we, um, our family decided a, a few years ago, hey, a lot of our, you know, a lot of the people are, are married now and so they can't actually be here on Thanksgiving. So let's just do a whole separate Thanksgiving a week later. So, yeah, so Nathan's in town for Thanksgiving Part 2. Yay. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> that means twice the food then, right? You I, have like two Thanksgivings. I would hope so. And all the Thanksgiving decorations are 50% off. Perfect. Ooh. So that's good. Well, today we are going to be talking about episode 96 of Animaniacs. It's Hooray for North Hollywood. Part two. Ooh. That's right. Last week, 
You'll never, you'll never believe this. We talked about Hooray for Hollywood, North Hollywood Part 1. So they should probably listen to that first. Probably. Or they'll be completely lost. Yeah, you will never understand what's going on in this one. <laughs> well, no. Skippy does the recap. That's, That's true. true. That's true. We'll get to that in a second because that recap is hilarious. And accurate. And very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Not completely accurate, but yeah, it's still whatever. Um, so uh, before we get into our discussion of all that, I think – we should uh, talk about Nathan. When did this episode first premiere? Oh, I'm glad you asked because this is weird. This premiered on Saturday, January 3rd of 1998. Wow. Yeah. And you know why that sounds familiar? It's because that's when uh, smoking was banned in all California bars and restaurants. Okay. okay. I wasn't there at the time. But... Well, oh, well, this was the day it was announced that uh, the wide world of sports has been canceled by ABC after 37 no. years. Yeah, so there was a huge, you know... People were riding in the streets. Yeah. And they uh, couldn't smoke about it. Exactly. <laughs> so what were they to do? Uh, they had to wait a whole week before the People's Choice Awards with uh, where the movies Liar Liar and Jerry Maguire would win the favorite comedy and drama, respectively. Um, I think it's a really good combo when you say Liar Liar and Jerry Maguire. <laughs> right. You're a liar, liar, Jerry Maguire, you are. <laughs> um, it was also a week before Ramzi Youssef uh, was sentenced to life in prison for planning the 1993 World Trade Center bombing. So, Oh, uh, that guy. Yeah. Okay, so there were some some things going around, not necessarily on this day, but well, the, the, close to it. That wide world of sports, that was today. That was today. That was so, today. Um, oh, now I remember. Yep. It was also the same day as the last episode of uh, Animaniac. So if you want to hear more things, listen to that last week. <laughs> That's true. Well, not the last episode the of last Animaniac. Episode. Yeah. Not, not the last episode of Animaniac. So no, last no. week's episode last of week's... Animaniac. Yeah. Episode 95 aired on the same day as episode yeah. 96. Back to back. Yes. I'm assuming. Yeah. Wouldn't that be weird if it was like, it was like separated by a couple hours? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come back later after these cartoons. <laughs> Stay at 11 p.m. tonight. <laughs> 11 p.m. tonight. That's part two. I don't think they would have hopefully scheduled it that late, but who knows? Anyway. Well, Nathan, I think, you know, before we actually get into our discussion, there were a couple of things, Nathan, Kelly, that we missed. We forgot to talk about oh. with episode 95. So you know what that means. We have to give our theme song of, we missed something. And Nathan hit us with the We Missed Something theme song. I'm so sorry we missed the thing that we thought to forgot to say last week. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we wrote that. We don't play that one often. We don't. But we took a long time writing that one. How um, did we know that we missed it? Did someone tell us? No, I told myself later. And I was like, oh, oh okay. my gosh, I totally forgot about this. So here's here's what we missed. We did not talk oh, about these two things. Okay. And I'm are, sure there's a couple yeah, there's other probably, things. Yeah, I'm sure there's more. There's, there's two major things that I, I, I realized we didn't talk about. Because we not, did talk about Steven Spielberg. We did. We did. And right, we got, that's it. No, that's, that's it. all it's I mean, important. we can talk about him again. <laughs> no, it's – well, we will talk about one thing I know that um, is important to talk about, which is a, a cameo from one of your favorite uh, um, previous Animaniacs cartoons, Kelly. And uh, that was right when they're walking into Plotz's office. Does uh, does that ring, ringing any bells right there when they bring in one of the screenwriters? It's from Doc, last week. Yes, it's Mr. Plots and with Mr. Plots. Oh, oh, um, death. I mean, death. Calls or consequences. Oh, yes, cool. 
death from meat, meatballs or consequences. I thought we mentioned him. We didn't. We didn't. I don't oh. think so. I don't think so either. Play the remember. tape. Nope, it's not there. Um, <laughs> so. And if we did mention him, then next week we'll correct ourselves by, <laughs> oh, by saying we did. Um, and the other quick, quick uh, correction, we were uh, talking about the Bill Clinton thing. And he was talking about uh, real estate and everything like that. And we were, we started talking about whitewater and and uh, stuff like that. And he mentioned a spare bedroom in uh, in the uh, cartoon. When I first heard that, I thought he was talking about being kicked out of the bedroom because of Monica Lewinsky things or something like that. Okay. But he talks about renting out a spare bedroom. So I was like, is that like a Monica Lewinsky joke? It's not. It's actually dealing with uh, a scandal that happened with the Clintons. They rented out the Lincoln bedroom to uh, like people who donated a lot of money to like the Democratic campaign or things like yeah. that. So it was kind of like almost like a scandal. It was, it was sort of a scandal. It was like you know you're uh, it's like running the White House like a hotel, as people were saying. Yeah. You know, like that you can't do that. Don't do that. So yeah, that's what the whole joke was about renting out a spare bedroom there you go things that we missed did we mention minerva last week she we didn't she was she in was there in wasn't it. she yeah she so. was in the background she's just kind of sit leaning i thought that's who you're i thought that's who you were hinting at as a favorite character no, for we don't need Kelly. to mention you don't need to no. i think the less we mention minerva the better sometimes uh, but anyway well let's go ahead and get right into our episode here hooray for north hollywood Part two. And Hooray for North Hollywood Part Two was written once again by Tom Ruger and Randy Rogel, and it was directed by Kirk Tingblad. And well, Nathan, tell us what happens here in the first part of Hooray for Hollywood, North Hollywood Part Two. That's a good question. What does happen? No. So uh, <laughs> the uh, Warners are deciding to crash a gala. Well, I guess, should we, did we talk about Skippy yet? No, we, we haven't talked about no. Skippy yet. We Let's should talk about him. So we start off with a previously on Animaniacs. Yes. So last week, um, I think we could just play a little clip from here for <laughs> Skippy. Yep. Here it is. Previously on Animaniacs. We want to make a movie. You can't make a movie. We want to make a movie. You can't make a movie. We want to make a movie. You can't make a movie. That was pretty much it. For a full half hour. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, this, uh, we now... Uh, Which, and, let's, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. Like, quick little segment. Because I thought it was so funny. Didn't he, I got like a real Rod Serling Twilight Zone feel from <laughs> Skippy in that? It just uh, maybe it's just me, but um, I did notice something weird What's for that? a previously on mm-hmm. Animaniacs. Um, I would like to contact the continuity uh, designer or costumer the of Animaniacs. Yeah, because <laughs> Plots is in a tux. And I'm like, wait a minute, and I actually went back to episode 95 just to double check. Yeah, he's in his blue suit. Yeah, okay. of course. It's like, okay, whatever. Maybe, so maybe they just forgot to get in the right costume that day. I'm not exactly sure what's they going on. They had the on. costume design for a tux, and that's all they had. <laughs> but then later <laughs> and he's then in a his hobo. Blue, but yeah, but no, he is in his oh, blue yeah, suit in this, in this episode. So I was just like, wait, whatever. Whatever. So, anyway, <laughs> on to the actual new parts. Yeah, and in reality, the last episode ended where the Warners were going to go to a gala. 
Yeah. And that's where we pick up here. They're going to meet some celebrities and some uh, high, you know, uh, directors and producers, someone to make their film and to be in their films. So um, they're going to crash the party. They have to get past uh, Ralph the guard, which is easy because they uh, just trick him into thinking that they're invited. My good man, do we look like the kind of people who waltz into private parties uninvited? Uh, I guess not. Of course not. We hang And then once they're inside, they start uh, flirting with different actresses and uh, causing a muck. They're making fun of directors. Oh, it's oh, it's despicable. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, plot sees them uh, quickly and tells Ralph to get them out. Uh, while Ralph's trying to. Sh- you know, wrestle them out. Their script goes flying and falls into a salad platter and goes right onto a, a producer's uh, or a director's plate. And uh, he finds the script so funny, he decides to produce their play or the mu- the movie, I should say. I'm thinking <laughs> of the producers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Springtime for Hitler. <laughs> and uh, he decides they it's going to be a huge hit. Is what they they decide it's going to be. So um, <laughs> there we go. And that's and. Plots has forbidden them to ever show up on the Warner Brothers lot again. So, it's a- which is so weird to kick the Warner Brothers and the Warner sister <laughs> out of Warner Brothers, right? Who like that's blasphemy. I don't understand. Well, anyway, <laughs> I can get it set up and greenlit at any studio in town with the Warners. Ha! Here's the check, Presso Mike. Do we have a deal? Deal. We start pre-production on Monday, kids. See you then. Too bad, Plotsy. You just let a box office smash slip right through your fingers. I did? (sighs) Ain't showbiz grand. It's fabulous. So, yeah, there's a lot of things uh, going on in this uh, first part when it comes to references. I mean, there's tons of celebrities. Um... I did notice a Star Wars reference. Kelly, did you catch it right at the beginning of this gala? Because I didn't catch it the first time I watched the episode. If no. you, and Nathan didn't, I didn't either? I don't think okay. so. It, watch, the, watch the episode again. Episode uh, um, episode 96. <laughs> uh, watch the episode. This episode? This episode, the one that we're talking about. When they're going to the Beverly Hills Hotel for this gala, and there's a limo that pulls up, and a guy comes out of the limo, it's the back of Darth Vader. Darth Vader's going to this gala, which That's I just nice. thought was it's just this big domed head pops out of the limo, which I thought was super cool. Um, oh, I completely missed that. I might have yeah. seen it and then just completely. I was too busy looking for Steven Spielberg. I know. And he wasn't. I did not see him in this gala, which was weird because, I'll, well, anyway, uh, there's Joel Schumacher was the director they were making fun yeah, of. Yeah, that was, that a, was, that was a really funny joke. Yeah. And, and he wanted to put Batman accurate. in a dress. Wanted to put Batman in a dress? You can hear him as... Oh, is that what he said? I'm thinking maybe we put Batman in a dress or something. Oh my gosh, I just heard something about something in a dress. And I was like, what are they talking about dresses for? Let's put Batman in a dress. Oh, Mr. Shoemaker, I'm so impressed. I've seen all of your films. Really? What do you think of them? I think you should keep making them. Thanks. Eventually one of them is bound to turn out watchable. But Batman in a dress. He's talking to Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. Yeah. That was a bad, bad movie. <laughs> that was the first one I like I, I you know, Batman Forever. It was yeah. enjoyable. It's like it's 
it was I remember as kids we like enjoyed it for how corny and stupid it There's was. There's like quotable lines that are really fun like my love my chin baby. Take a wrap in my love in my love my chin baby. Go for a little ride in my love my chin baby. I love that line. It's just so it's just stupid funny stuff. Yeah. Or like uh Val Kilmer's like like his riddle at the end of like <laughs> I see but I'm not this and I'm not You're as blind as a bat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I see without seeing. To me, darkness is as clear as daylight. What am I? Please! You're as blind as a bat! Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Batman Forever, it's it's fun. It's yeah. stupid fun stuff. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, completely horrible. But everything else, just, just fine. Anyway, Batman and Robin, however... Oh man, mm. it took a turn for the worst, and it is just unwatchable. That fact, Bane, everything about that movie, <laughs> not just Bane. I was Freeze. so, I was so <laughs> chill, everybody. How many, how many ch- chill puns can I put in this movie? It was a nice pun. It was bad. Yeah. Anyway, so Joel Schumacher's making fun of him, and there is uh, George Clooney. I was like trying to figure out who Dot was. Mm. Uh, in the arms of uh, at the very end of this segment, saying "Ain't show business grand," and she's in. That George- did not look like George Clooney. Yeah, I, I could only assume that it's George Clooney. And in fact, at the very end, uh, she's in George Clooney's arms again at the very end with the uh, the last song, I believe. So, and it looks more like George Clooney then. But okay. I could only assume that it's George. It's just kind of. Yeah, I, with caricatures, it's almost like I think that's it. Like you can yeah, kind of see it. I always it. think of that Urkel one where it's just like, what? Oh, got any cheese? Oh, got, <laughs> got, got any cheese? Yeah. Oh God, that was a great one. Okay. Well, anyway. Anybody got any cheese? Uh, but yeah, that was you know, and there's tons of other. Uh, I mean, Sharon Stone and Clint Eastwood, and a lot of them are actually mentioned by name. But, uh, yeah, I mean, of course, there's Pip and the Mr. Director in this. Yeah, they're waiting to sit on the one woman's lap as well. Is that- and Mr. Director is definitely <laughs> sure. definitely not – I know. I guess they were in line, weren't they're they? They in line to sit on Sharon Stone's oh. lap, I think. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. Um, I was wondering why they were just standing I know. There. <laughs> um, well, so creepy. It's kind of a little weird. And they're way too big to sit on her lap. Uh, yeah, especially Pip. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Mr. Director, though, however. He's tall, yeah. And he's definitely not voiced by Paul Rugg. <laughs> you definitely don't. I mean, you've heard, did you hear that laugh? Oh, I didn't even hear him say it. Like, uh, he was going, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, that is not, that is not Paul Rugg uh, laughing. <laughs> anyway, um, that's, oh, oh, and uh, the guy signing, um, I guess the, who, whoever that guy was um, with the light bulb hat. It's like a parody of Jeffrey Katzenberg, right, Kelly? Well, the credits call him Katzen Eisner. Okay. Or, or Katzen Eisen, Eisenman or something. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely saw that he was a parody of Jeffrey Katzenberg. Though. Okay. and But it looked like they wanted to try to put in a little Michael Eisner, too. Okay. Well, I believe that this movie that they – the Hooray for North Hollywood was signed – uh, he's signed by an executive right there in the gala. Like, here you go. We'll start mm-hmm. on whatever. And he has an Australian accent. So you know who that guy must be? 
Rupert Murdoch. Ah. I just did, you know, it's a real quick cameo. It, there's so many blink and you miss them cameos in this episode. So those are just, uh, some of them right there. They talk about the Titanic in this first little part, yeah. which just came out like 97. Well, I, I remember think, right? when that, yeah. Well, I remember when, and Kelly, you might, you don't remember this too, but the, when it was, Titanic was coming out that the budget was like, I remember like, oh, it's out of control. And people thought it was going to be like another water world. Yeah, I remember that. And they, then it came out and people loved it. And I it. saw it twice in the theater. You saw it twice? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love Titanic. I saw it twice, but only one time by choice. And now all the movies are like that expensive, you know. <laughs> That's true. At the, well, all these blockbusters is are... uh well now Avatar I guess is still number one worldwide. It's so hard to tell. Mm. I don't pay attention unless Star Wars is getting up there, and then I start paying attention to box office. Like, ooh, <laughs> is Star Wars going to do it this time? Uh, I don't know if Star Wars is going to get back up there again. I don't know. Now with well, you never know. Episode nine, maybe I don't know. If episode seven couldn't do it, if episode seven couldn't do it, I don't know of any of. Well, them, I know I know Solo, you know, performed kind of disappointingly. It still made a lot of money, but yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see how episode nine will do. Um, I imagine all the people that still complain about episode eight are still going to go see it. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, yeah, but they'll just pay for a different movie. In fact, oh. they probably bought all the celebration <laughs> tickets, and now they're pretty much sold out. So yeah. I'm not going. Yeah, yeah, we only won't be going this year either. It's too bad. Oh, we'll, no be, we'll be celebrating from YouTube streams. <laughs> I watched the. We'll I, have to try to do a con together, though. Maybe I can get out back to the west one of these days. Back to the west. That'd be fun. We'll do a panel. We should do Galaxy's <laughs> Edge meetup. That's what we need to do in Disneyland. Yes. Okay. Okay. We got it down. We'll get it down. We'll get. We'll, uh, we'll. But it'll open here before it opens there. No, it opens here in. Well, I say here, not in Arizona, but you know, closer to us, the West Coast. In the West Coast first. It comes summer in Disneyland and then fall in Disney World. I, I could have sworn Disney World was oh, fall. Oh, I'm. I mean, if I'm wrong, I'll just delete what we just said. But I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> I think. I think we need to look this up. All right. Well, hang on. We'll look it up later. Uh. Well, if if you're hearing it on the podcast, it's yeah. If, if, we, if you're hearing, it, here's here's watch watch this. I'll record it two different ways, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep the right way. <laughs> I think we should just keep it both, anyways. Okay, here we go. We're keeping both, and you choose. <laughs> oh, I was right. Oh, I was wrong. Perfect. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and it, all right. So anyway, let's get back to the episode here. Uh, guys, what did you think of this first part right here? Oh, I thought it was cute. I uh, trying to keep track of all the cameos. And, you know, like I said, I was looking for Steven Spielberg because that's that's what I do. And um, but I and I really liked Skippy's recap where he said, yeah, that's what it was for a whole 30 minutes. We want to make a movie. <laughs> and and it was uh, it was just cute. And Nathan, what about you? Um, I thought it was enjoyable seeing all the uh, cameos of different, you know, people. Yeah. Uh, the nice little joke about uh, how uh, producers don't have hearts or something. So, uh, oh, yeah. It's like the agents. Agents. Hollywood agents. Have. Now, Beverly Hills Hotel, where Hollywood's elite are gathered for a big charity fundraiser. What's the charity? The Have 
the Heart Foundation, which is dedicated to implanting actual hearts into the souls of Hollywood agents. A worthy cause. A and, worthy cause. And uh, yeah, Titanic came out December of 2017, which I think I mentioned last week oh. for last week's episode. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a good first part. It's always like a, a where's Waldo for mm-hmm. me when I'm watching these because I'm always like, oh, where's the, okay, one celebrity movie's pausing and all that stuff. It's uh, it's fun. Well, let's go and move on to the next part, the second part, which is actually they get to show the movie. That's right, folks. Hooray for North Hollywood is the movie sensation of the year. And America has fallen in love with the Warners. Here's a clip. The movie is uh, not really what they described to plots in the original pitch meeting. It's gone through some rewrites, I believe. Uh, it starts off with the Warners, like an alien uh, abduction thing going on, right? Yeah, or at least these are the scenes that we see from it. These could yes, be out of order. These are just highlights from yeah. the Siskel or... Siskel and Ebert parody characters. Mm-hmm. So they could be – it's basically a trailer for the movie. Right. So the things that we see include the water tower being a, you know, a, a giant uh, wedge of cheese that kind of looks like a Star Destroyer uh, goes and attacks the, the water tower. Mm-hmm. And it kind of looks like Independence Day. Yeah. Which uh, was cool. I suggest we evacuate immediately. I already evacuated. Me too. Oops. Twice. Uh, so it's kind of a Star Wars Independence Day matchup. Yeah, it shoots off in space like a like yeah, Star Wars, and then they blast off of it, kind of like Buck Rogers or something. So mm. it's a weird kind of sci-fi element to this movie. And uh, then there's a part where the Randy Beeman kid Colin is walking with Wacko, and it's a Sling Blade uh, reference. Some people call it a Kaiser roll, but I call it a sling roll. Because mm-hmm. I reckon I like to sling all sorts of good foods inside it, then chew it all up. <laughs> Uh, which I've never seen Sling Blade. Nope. Either one of you seen Sling Blade? Mm, no. It was one of those movies that was funny. It was a Billy Bob Thornton movie that everybody made fun of. And I, I think, I believe Billy Bob Thornton won an Oscar for it. But I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't mm, he won an Oscar. Mm, French fried potatoes. <laughs> I don't think I don't know anybody who actually saw the movie. Though. I know some people at work saw it and they said it was good. I think I can't remember, but I, I, I yeah. but again, it's like it's one of those movies that I'm like everybody knew of it, but nobody saw it at least around in my circle anyway. One of the movies I did like the parody of was Fargo. They had the mm. two two uh, dot <laughs> dot and Yakko. You betcha, looking at this dead body in the snow, but it's not dead. It just you know it was sleeping. sleeping. Oh yeah, gee, he doesn't look too good, does he? He, mm-mm. yeah, that's mighty good coffee. Yeah, thanks for that. Oops. Oh, good, yeah, he was just sleeping. Oh, gee, that's nice. I think I think they saved his life. Like if you're going to sleep in the snow, you might <laughs> pouring out coffee. Freeze to death. Yeah, so. it's a good idea to pour coffee on bodies that you find in the snow just to just to make sure yeah. they're not asleep. <laughs> and there was an English patient. Uh, I like that one a lot. Parody. Have you seen the English patient? No, Nathan? but I the the things that Dot was saying I thought was very funny. It reminded me of doing like a voiceover of like they would do on Whose Line or something where you're oh, talking yeah. over what people are actually saying. So yeah, so it was it, that was good. And there was a Uma Oprah reference with uh, David Again, Letterman. They've done that one already, but. And, of course, there's the tragic romance between the beautiful English lady and the man she loves, the handsome rogue of the desert. 
Ah, Uma Oprah. Uma Oprah. <laughs> yeah. Uma Oprah. Uh, hey, it was a big 90s joke. Apparently. It really was. Did you ever see English Patient, uh, Kelly? Because I know I haven't. Yes. It's and good. It's good. It's a beautiful film. Oh, there you go. And did, and he put he puts her in a cave and everything. Just I'm sorry. Like, he put her in a cave just like in Animaniacs here. Yes. Okay. There you go. See, I felt like the this was yeah. the longest segment of the the different movies. But yeah, I like how she just like no call the you shouldn't move me. <laughs> My spy. <laughs> call the call nine one one. Yeah. Oh my darling, are you all right? I've broken every bone in my body. Get me to a doctor immediately. My dear, let me carry you. No, really. I shouldn't be moved. I need a neurologist and my chiropractor. Please, call 911. Here, my love. You'll be safe in this wondrous cave. What, are you nuts? It's cold and damp in here. There are yucky bugs and bats. I hate bats. Here, these supplies should last you a fortnight. I shan't be long, my love. Where do you think you're going? Why, across the desert to get help. Listen, pal, if you think you're leaving me to rot in some stinking cave in the middle of nowhere, then you've been out in the sun too long. That that was a, a cute part. And, uh, you know, then they have, a you know, the thumbs instead of the toes up or whatever. Mm. It was thumbs up their nose. And uh, I think that's better. I think. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, then they leave off with one last final segment, which really kind of felt like this may have been its own side song slash segment that they just kind of said, uh, yeah, this is part of the movie too. <laughs> Especially because when it starts up, it's not in that widescreen format, but then the widescreen bars kind of squish onto it. Hmm. Did you notice that? It no. Kind of, yeah, it's like right at the beginning of this LA dot is what we're talking about. The LA dot song starts up and the bars kind of merge down into the screen to kind of make it look like it's on a movie screen. It's a very weird effect. And uh, yeah, were the other segments in widescreen? I don't. The other the other movie segments. Okay, were, they were. Yeah. Okay, I didn't notice. That's why I really I noticed it a lot in oh, L.A. Dot. I forgot but... one more. I forgot one more. I know there's somebody out there going, "Hey, you forgot one thing." Uh, the Jerry Maguire. Uh, oh yeah, show me the money. Two. Show me the money. Man, it was just a '90s hullabaloo, and that was best uh, drama. So. Favorite drama, People's Choice, Jerry Maguire. There was there was some song, <laughs> yeah. I I think it, I guess it was from Jerry Maguire that they played a uh, edit on the radio that actually had the lines from the movie in the song. And now I can't remember what song it was, but they played it all the time. Hmm. That was like one of the biggest movies that year, and, and I can't it remember really this was. song. I mean, I, got, I mean, hey, and. Started uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s career. Mm-hmm. No. They, they, Did it really? I thought he was in stuff before. He that. was, but this was like his main like look at him. I mean, he won an Oscar for it. So, and then he had his famous Oscar speech of freaking out, and then he made Snow Dogs. So, <laughs> <laughs> Cuba, Good- he, uh, he does whatever he wants now. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, um, so yeah, the the, the song La Dot uh, Dot sees. Uh, you know, Ellie Dot ridden on a bus, and she thinks, "Oh my gosh, this is so fantastic!" Everybody, you know, it's me. I'm in LA, and everybody wants my autograph. She sings a song about it, how every, how everyone loves her, and in fact, she gets on this bus 
this bus has famous people, a lot of famous people on it. Um, <laughs> Sharon Stone, Meryl Streep, uh, Ace Ventura slash Jim Carrey on <laughs> it. Art Carney. Oh, and Cher's don't, in there. Anyway, don't forget when they won the Oscar. Oh yeah, they, that's right. They also they after the uh, the song Flash. and everything. They win the Schlotzker, yeah, mm-hmm. the Schlotzker at the very end. But uh-huh. this is significant because Clint Eastwood presents the award. Now, in 1994, Clint Eastwood also presented an actual Oscar during the telecast for Best Director. And that went to Francis Steven. Ford. Oh. <laughs> don't even. You, don't mess with me. It's just, Steven Spielberg. That's Yay. when Steven won his first Oscar. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> for Schindler's List, it which really did. actually it's his, it's the 25th anniversary, and so they're re-releasing it next week. Wow! Schindler's List. That is a film that I have not seen since it came out. It's such a powerful film. Oh, I could beat you on that. I have not seen it. <gasps> you haven't seen it at no, all. I haven't seen it at all. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You well, haven't seen Schindler's I haven't seen List? it since it's been released. You were making out and during Schindler's even List before that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, scandalous. I. It's worth watching. I mean, it's it's tough to watch, really. Um, yeah. It's. But it, it's it's a very well done film. Absolutely. I mean, it was the uh, it was the movie that I mean I don't know that I know that Spielberg. I believe he was quoted later talking about Indiana Jones films that he couldn't make any more Indiana Jones films with Nazis in them because they were just cartoon Nazis. You know, he couldn't yeah. uh, do that, you know, the other stuff again. It really was a changing moment for him as a filmmaker as well with that movie. And so the Schlosker for best picture of the year goes to, all right, hooray for North Hollywood. I made a big, big mistake. Kids WB will be right back. Yup, after these messages. And we We hope hope that you'll be back too. The kids of the 70s and 80s are all grown up, but the good times of childhood don't have to end. Our generation can share the fun and fandom of our youth with the next generation and bring the past into the future. And wrap it all up to make a fantastic present. Join Jedi Schwa and Shaz Bazaar every Monday morning to get your work week started by reminiscing about the past and exploring the future with your earbuds on Techno Retro Dads. So find us on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, or on RetroZap.com. Part of the RetroZap Network. Hey, Robert, why should people listen to another retro gaming podcast? You mean our cast, David? We do have to keep this short, you know. Yes, well, I guess we should start with the fact we celebrate old school video games. And we have awesome guests and game giveaways. Don't forget that. Plus our game show and your favorite segment, Random Select. <sighs> Don't remind me. Are we done yet? Listen to our cast, another retro gaming podcast, part of RetroZap.com. Finally, back to my beer. Hello, genius people. Yakko Warner here. The only show we listen to in the Water Tower is the Animaniacast. I bet you can't guess why. Good night, everybody! I guess the main thing to mention with L.A. Dot is uh, it used to originally had a whole other composition that Randy Rogel put together. Really? For and It was called La Dot. And for Animaniacs Live, he actually plays both versions of it. He plays uh, the first version of I am Ladat and you are not and all this. It's a very kind of hip and, you know, I, I like it a lot. But he turned it into Tom Ruger 
and Tom did not like it. Oh. <laughs> so uh, he had he rewrote it to la dot la dot, and that's the version we have today. But uh, it's a really cool um, uh, thing to check out for Animaniacs Live just to hear both of them together, both of which are really awesome songs in my opinion. And Which one's you, better though? I kind of like the first La Dot song, but I, I do like L, L.A. Dot, but um, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'm going to play a clip right now of when I went and saw Animaniacs Live and recorded some of it. So here it is. You can check out the full video, by the way, on our YouTube channel. So if you're Ooh. interested in checking out the other performances, or at least clips of them, uh, check it out there. All right. Well, that pretty much does it for the second part. So we wrap it all up. Uh, Plots gets fired because, uh, well, the Warner's got uh, a, a Schlotzker and the end of segment two, right? I think so. So segment three. Turn it over to you, Kelly. What happens at the end? Well, Plots, like you said, gets fired. And the Warners are literally sitting on a pile of money because they earned so much money after becoming so famous. And they basically can do whatever they want to. But they miss messing with Plots. And they start reminiscing about how he would kick them out and yell at them. And they show what has happened to Plots. He's shivering on the street corner with a sign that says, we'll produce, I think it says, we'll produce for food. Yeah. And um, he's, you know, ragged and cold and hungry. And then a van that says Acme comes and pulls up. And uh, you don't really see what happens, but you kind of guess that he's being kidnapped and resisting being put in the van and then the van squeals off all alone on new year's eve what an arrogant pig-headed fool i've been 
And then he's at this party with a whole bunch of people circled around him, and he's a little confused and finds out that uh, the new owners of the company have hired him back. And the Warners pop out of a cake, and they had used all their money that they earned to buy stocks, and so now they're majority shareholders in Warner Brothers, and so they've given him back his job. Bots! Welcome back to the studio, old pal. But I don't work here anymore, remember? You fired me. I know, but now we're hiring you back. Really? Yep. It was a decision made by our company's majority shareholders. Guess who? The Warners? That's right, Plotsy. We spent all the money we made from our movie to buy stock. So now we're in control of the company. And we're reappointing you as head of the studio. I'm so touched, I, I don't know what to say. Say you'll take back your job. I'll take back my job. Say you'll never leave again. I'll never leave again. Say everyone gets a big fat raise. Everyone gets a big... Hey. Say it. Everyone gets a big fat raise. And finally, say, now go away! You're driving me crazy! Now go away! You're driving me crazy! Yes! Mr. Plotz is back! And then they realize it's like three minutes to midnight, and so then they have this big song about Happy New Year's. Should old acquaintance be forgot and everybody cheer? We've managed somehow, friends, to make it through another year. Let's stay up late, let's celebrate, and then count down from ten. Cause tomorrow when we wake up, guys, the whole thing starts again. It's New Year's Eve and I'm a beaut. Dressed up in my tuxedo suit. Got a shirt and vest that are starched and pressed like new. I do and I'm loving the view. Cause it's New Year's Eve and I'm looking swell with a white carnation in my lapel. Got a coat and tie and I can't deny it's true. New Year's Eve and I do believe I'll hit all of the restaurants in sight The parties at Sardis and Old Guy Lombardi's doing the countdown tonight Well it's New Year's Eve, let the party rock Let's dance and then when it's 12 o'clock we'll sing them tunes And we'll pop balloons with a cheer Here, here! Bring out the confetti, we're ready, hey happy New Year! And there's so many cameos I Share, I think Clint Eastwood's back. Um, I saw uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, <laughs> and I, it seemed like I saw several members of the, the cast of Friends. And um, tons of people. Who I'm forgetting a bunch right now. I did not see Steven Spielberg. I did see a guy in a baseball cap and glasses, but he only looked like he had a little bit of a beard, but not an actual beard. So I don't think that was Steven, but I kind of wanted it to be. But, no, I don't think it was. And, um, so, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, he gets reinstated, and, well, of course, at the very end, they write a sequel. Yeah, they... Fades to black. Fade out. The end. Done. Our first sequel! Son of Hooray for North Hollywood. So now what do we do? I'm glad you asked that question. We're on our way to go see Mr. Plotz. 
Cause he's the one in charge who calls the shots. And it's funny because I was watching this episode with some of my students at lunch today. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they saw the fade to black, they some one person started clapping like, the end. And then <laughs> and there's an epilogue. Yeah, where they're typing fades to black, the end. And then he said, finish our first sequel. Now, now we're on our way to take it to Mr. Plotz. And they sing a reprise mm-hmm. of uh, last week's yeah, or 95. Which 95. doesn't make any sense anymore that they say he's the guy who, who you know calls all the shots because they're majority uh, holders and they can tell him what to do. But they ignore that. You know? Yeah. Like, see, well, I'm, I have a theory that this was all – their sequel was all about uh, Mr. Plotz being fired and getting rehired by the Warners. Oh, and so the, it's never happened? That part was, of it. I mean, it was all. Oh, wait a minute. So I see what's going on. <laughs> wait. So the sequel was about the movie being successful. Sure. The yeah. movie that never happened. Who knows? All we know is that it it's fades to black, and they wrote. Stuff going on. I know this they is write, Inception. They write fades to black in the script, so it's like, well, that was clearly part of their script mm. of Hooray for Hollywood Part Two or whatever. So the the, the New Year's Eve. Party. And then I got to take it to Mr. Plotz to okay. be like, oh, great. So I get fired. <laughs> well, maybe the sequel is like, auto, you know, it's a little bit of auto. It could be auto. Yeah, that's true. Perhaps. It's like, then we sing L.A. Dot and then we sing. <laughs> the sequel is about how we made the first movie. It's like a documentary slash biopic. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting theory, Nathan. <laughs> Not sure that's correct. Well, I don't know if it's canon that they own the company now either. <laughs> that's true. Like it's... You know, it's like a lot of things we just kind of push to the side. Well, uh, there we go. That is our episode. That's our whole thing right there for uh, the Hooray for North Hollywood Part 1 and 2. And uh, let's go ahead, I suppose, uh, unless you guys have anything any, – Last moment you guys want to talk about you really liked? Ooh. Anything? Um, the whole thing. The dot says www dot dot dot. That's not a website. Yeah. You need a gov or something. If you do dot dot gov, then you take take it to transportation. I think gov. they cut that part out of the Animaniacs Live, <laughs> probably for that reason that people are more web savvy now, and they go, that's not a web address. <laughs> Uh, I don't think they really meant for people to think it was a web address. I don't know. But this is back in the day of 56K modem, so I don't know. It's yeah, people were like, yeah, www dot dot dot. <laughs> just our ellipses, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to write dot dot dot. I don't know. It's a country symbol of dot 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 for okay. dot sultania. Good. Um, okay. So, uh, Kelly, any other things you'd like to mention for this uh, the episode in general before we get to our water tower rating? Um, nothing additional that I can think of. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get right to it. All right. Out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode? Kelly, let's start with you. I will give it three. It it automatically gets a lower score because of last week because of no Spielberg. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you know priorities, and uh, I I didn't like the songs as much. Mm-hmm. They were still great, uh, you know, really catch, catchy songs. I just I didn't like them as much, and uh, so yeah, I'll I'll vote it a little bit lower than last week's, but but overall still a good episode. Yeah, Nathan, what do you think? 
Oh boy. Um, I'll say two and a half. I gave last week's two and a half. I'll give this one as well. Two and a half. Wow. So together, that's like five water towers out of, <laughs> out of ten water towers. Uh, <laughs> out of ten. Um, it's just as a standalone episode. Again, you're like, we can't just watch just this one episode, you know? But I disagree. I showed it to students in my class today, my at lunchtime at least, and um, they thought it was fine, and they followed yeah. the whole thing, and they got it. Well, then you also lose out on like you get like more of a plot in this one. But there's also, like, no good songs or really great jokes or anything. You know, there's nothing that, like, really carries the episode. So I'm sticking my two and a half. All right. Well, (laughs) I'm going to give it a three and a half. I think I gave last week's a four. I'll give this one a little bit lower, but I still liked it. Um, The songs, yeah, they're not as good in the second half, but I still liked it. And it had lots of, uh, I like the pop culture stuff, even though it does date it a little bit mm. but the other part of me says well that's cool because i do like i do like it when things are dated a little bit like i like watching old warner brothers cartoons from the 30s and 40s and seeing these stars that i have no idea who they are and then uh doing a little bit of uh turner classic movie watching <laughs> and then go hey that was a guy from that cartoon <laughs> i used to, i can relate to that but for me it was when i would watch the muppet show ah uh, yeah because I was like, I don't know who these people are. And I mean, sometimes I did, but uh, sometimes I did not. And then I'd see them later in something else. Like, oh, OK. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like the episode should have been recut almost like first and second. I feel like it, the first episode should have ended with them getting the movie. And the second one should have started with them being successful with the movie and plots dealing with that. Like. So would you would have had, had to cut some songs, but you could have put those in the second part, and that way you have better songs in the second part. I see. All right. And you have an actual like beginning, middle, and end in the first part, where they end like they get their thing, and then okay, all right, that would be that. And then I would give this a higher score, but yeah. Well, Just... <laughs> we we asked uh, some of the folks over on our, our Discord app, uh, which is of course discord.animaniacast.com. What their thoughts were on uh, Hooray for North Hollywood's Hollywood's part ones and twos. You can tell it's towards the end of the episode because I can't speak anymore. (laughs) Uh, And uh, William uh, said, I'm kind of with Nathan on this. I like the songs uh, by themselves and that back and forth between Yakko and Plots. uh, But the rest of this, nope. I feel like this this is wasted potential. The Warners wanting to make a movie is such a great idea. And it could have been cool to see how they make their movie, but I'm not interested in the story as it should be, or as, as I should be. Mm. I think he's mostly talking about the first part there, but yeah. some of it, you know, goes into this as well. I think, yeah, the making of the movie would have been if if exactly. they originally gone if they had originally gone for like an actual full blown movie, like feature length. Like ninety minutes, yeah. Then you have sixty to ninety minutes. You could have shown like the making of the film, and then the release of the film as a three part. But mm-hmm. because you kind of have this like two partish kind of story, it does feel like a little bit is missing. I suppose. Anyway, I still like it. Wasn't this originally meant to be a movie or not? Yes, I believe yeah. in some of the notes uh, that's what in the original like is. concept, yeah, of it. But I, I think quickly it was not. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll be talking about Wacko's Wish in the next few weeks. And if uh, things go as planned, we have some – we can't really say what they're going on right now. But we have some big announcements coming up soon. 
if things go as planned. So we have some good, exciting stuff coming up, but we also want to know what we should talk about uh, in the future when it comes to Animaniacs. Uh, Steven Spielberg. Other than Steven Spielberg, of course, as well. That goes without saying. Uh, but we have, I know, but I still have to say it. <laughs> well, we have other uh, Animaniacs-adjacent properties, I guess we could say. Uh, we have t- uh, Pinky and the Brain, uh, Freakazoid, and Tiny Toon Adventures. Which one of those things should we talk about? Uh, should we talk about one of them or combination thereof? If you go over to survey.animaniacast.com, you can let us know. And uh, we'll be releasing those uh, results shortly and let you know what we're going to be doing. In the meantime, though, December is going to be a really cool month of uh, Christmas. Christmas is coming up. My and birthday. <laughs> we have a special uh, – and Kelly's birthday. That's right. <laughs> you know, And then there's other things with the show going on as well that I'm really excited that uh, hopefully we'll be able to do as well. So thank Steven you. Steven Spielberg also has a December birthday. Oh, hey. Oh, we still need to get get him him on on the the show. show. Jinx. Now Joey can't talk for the rest of the show until someone says Joey's name. Kelly, don't say Joey. Okay, you already did it right there. Oh, dang it. (laughs) Three times. Third time he heard it. Okay, well, anyway. (laughs) Well, (laughs) well, let's go and get to our contact information. Nathan, where can people reach you online? Um, I'm on Twitter, Joey. uh, DjangoFT, that's me. And Kelly, what about you? I am also on Twitter at Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. And as for the Animaniacast, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and of course, you can always reach us over at the Discord uh, group, which is Discord.Animaniacast.com. We always appreciate new reviews on iTunes, and... <laughs> Nathan's pointing at the cord on his mic, and it's not Discord. Discord? No, not that cord. Discord? Nathan. Not Discord. That cord. Discord, Discord. Discord. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> yeah, we always appreciate re- re- reviews. Maybe not of today's episode, but uh, if we go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star positive review. We love it so much, and we'll make sure to read it on the air. And, uh, yeah, head on over to RetroZap.com where you can check out our archives as well as all the archives from other RetroZap podcasts, such as Starship Sabers and Scoundrels, Brews and Blasters, Kanata's Castle. If you like video games, check out the ArgCast. If you like movies, check out the DeuceCast. There's uh, also tons of other things about Star Trek, uh, comics, and all this other stuff going on every day articles going on uh, RetroZap every day, so check it out over at RetroZap.com Well, that'll do it for this week, so for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying Good night, everybody! Good night, everybody! Good night, everybody! This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. Hello, I'm Wacko, and I love licorice. Hi, Wacko!
Jamalot, Jamalot, I like to shoot the basketball. Shoot the basketball in Jamalot, yes, in Jamalot. The hero's really tall. The hero's really tall. <laughs> I laughed till I cried. I cried till I laughed. We, we laughed, laughed and, and cried at the same time. time. I ate too much licorice and got sick. <laughs>